Something I started doing about a year ago here at WOW that has been incredibly impactful is I put everything on a calendar. You know, it seems like a small thing, but it has turned out to be an amazing idea that help keep that helps keep us organized and helps get get the numbers quicker and on time and not let things slip by. I can't stress how important that is to to have a rhythm, to have a system, because if you don't, then accounting is what gets pushed to last. It's just <laughs> You know, it just is what it is. So people don't like to do yeah. it. Uh, when I started here at WOW, Todd was probably, you know, four months back from billing his clients and it was so messy. And, you know, I had fun trying to catch up, but <laughs> it's just not healthy. It's not healthy long term for a business. Right. So right. I heavily recommend you saying, hey, I'm going to do this every day of the month. And you stick to that. When you do that, it's going to pay off in the future for you. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast managing your real estate photography and videography business with your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magro. Well, welcome to the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. Spiro is a software platform designed to really help you manage and grow your real estate media and marketing business. I'm Craig Magram. I'm the host for the Spiro Podcast. And normally with me, flying uh, flying co-pilot and, and pilot, we, we switch back and forth, is our owner and our founder, Todd Kivimaki, but he's not with us this week. So we have a guest co-host and and guest in general. You've heard his voice before, you've seen his face before, and I'll introduce him in just a minute. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to thank you, uh, new subscribers to the podcast, uh, whether it's it's the uh, YouTube video version or you're listening on uh, Podbean or Apple or Spotify, whatever. Uh, thank you for, for stopping in and listening. Uh, just want to encourage you, leave a comment. If you're watching the YouTube version, leave a comment on the episode. If there's something that stuck out to you or maybe a question that you have or an idea about today's topic, feel free. This is uh, really, it's a community of education to really make our businesses better. So we would love to hear from you. You can also email us hello at Spiro.media. All right. So back in September of, I, I th believe it was September, it was at least the fall of 2022, uh, we had on uh, as a guest, Wild Video Tours CFO, Derek Mayer. And we talked about the basics of business accounting. I know, super exciting topic for many of us, uh, but a necessary topic. Uh, you know, we we have these real estate media businesses that that we started. Um, might, might be a small business. You might be a, a you know a solo shooter and, and business owner. You might be a regional company by now. But we started this these businesses out of a passion for what we do. But for many of us, myself included, um, the the number crunching isn't necessarily what we're most passionate and excited about. It might even be a challenge. And for many of us, we've you know when we start this business a business, we have to kind of brush off some of the accounting books and the things that we learned in college, or you might even be learning from scratch some of these concepts to run your business uh, profitably and in a healthy manner, financially speaking. So uh, Derek walked us through some of those basics of, uh, of accounting in the fall of 22, and he's back this week uh, to talk with us about some more advanced topics and diving deeper into the accounting of our businesses. Um, and he's also going to address a listener question that came in from Brian in Connecticut. So Derek, welcome back to the, to the uh, Spiro podcast. Super happy to be here. Um, always love talking about accounting and helping uh, businesses out. So happy to be yeah. here. I, I, I will say personally, I am glad there are individuals like you that 
appreciate numbers, can understand them, have a great insight on them. Um, because guys like me, there's things that I just don't know. I don't, I have trouble sometimes with numbers. Um, so I appreciate that you have a God-given talent to dive into this and, and assist a business and others like you assist businesses in really being healthy and, and uh, profitable. So thank you for what you do for Wild wow Video Tours. You're welcome. And it, I'm learning new things every day. So even with all the time I focus on it, like I feel like I'm still, I'm still learning a, a ton every day. So I'm happy to share. I'm happy to share my knowledge, and um, I hope it helps. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's dive into things. Sometimes um, there are. Th- sometimes we don't know what we don't know about a particular topic. And I kind of have that feeling that that might be the case for today's topic um, is, is we dive into more advanced accounting issues. There's just question. I just don't even know what to ask uh, to cover. So I'm kind of thinking that you're going to lead this episode. And I I understand you've got four points that you want to go through uh, to help us understand business accounting a little bit better. But before we get into that, uh, we always encourage listener and, and viewer questions and comments. And uh, Brian from Connecticut, he's the owner of uh, Flybry. I hope I pronounced that right. Flybry Visuals. Um, he he sent us a, a question. He said, I love the podcast. And I've got this question about costs versus profits. And the question he had was, what are the important costs that we should be tracking as business owners uh, versus the money that our businesses take in? And my my initial thought, just as a guy that's not super deep into accounting, is, well, you got to track every cost. And, and categorize that. I mean, that's just part of your your basic um, accounting principles. But I'm guessing there's a more nuanced question in there, Derek. Yeah, that's a great question, Brian. And um, like Craig said, all costs are extremely important to track and track appropriately. Um, and somebody said it, I can't remember who it was, but like every dollar you spend is a dollar less a profit. So you <laughs> yeah. really need to consider, you know, what you're spending on, is it helpful? So there are, you know, costs that kind of can be lumped together to track, you know, a little bit more systematically. So I believe that's kind of what Brian's question is. So I'm going to start with actually the revenue. Okay. So for your month, you have your total revenue and that represents a total amount that you're going to bill your clients for. Mm -hmm. And then we have two categories of costs. Your first, your first is your cost of goods sold. This represents the cost directly related to that job, such as um, the photographing of the job and the editing of job. And Mm -hmm. then uh, to keep it simple, I would consider all other costs overhead costs, you know? So uh, that's how we do it here at WOW. We have, you know, our total revenue, we have our cost of goods sold, and then we have all other operational costs. Okay. So if it, you know, for a month, if you have uh, 2000 in, in revenue and it costs you $1,000, then the other $1,000 can be split to cover all your op- other other expenses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, that's how we do it at WOW. And uh, kind of really my next point is I want to take you down that line of thinking and cover, you know, four different areas um, of your business that I think you can systemize to help you get to the correct numbers to make uh, good business decisions. Okay. Something I started doing about a year ago here at WOW that has been incredibly impactful is I put everything on a calendar. You know, it seems like a small thing, but it has turned out to be an amazing idea that that helps keep us organized and helps get get the numbers quicker 
and on time and not let things slip by. Okay. So when you're talking about putting things on a calendar, you're really setting up kind of a rhythm of, of activities for your accounting practices. Exactly. Yeah. I can't, I can't stress how important that is to, to have a rhythm, to have a system. Cause if you don't, then accounting is what gets pushed to last. It's just, you know, <laughs> it just is what it is. So people don't like to yeah. do it. Uh, when I started here at wow, Todd was probably, you know, four months back from billing his clients and it was so messy and, you know, I had fun trying to catch up, but <laughs> it's just not healthy. It's not healthy long-term for a business. Right. So right. I heavily recommend you saying, Hey, I'm going to do this every day of the month. And you stick to that. When you do that, it's going to pay off in the future for you. Okay. So that's really my, um, you know, my first thought, put it on the calendar, do it every month. It's going to actually save you time and it's going to save you money as well. So the first thing I put on the calendar is make sure all your jobs are invoiced. You know, I talked about a little mm -hmm. bit earlier about if you invoice like net 30 or you, you take a, you allow them time to pay your bill, mm -hmm. um, then you really need to make sure you are on the invoicing and on the collections or that can become, you know, a disaster. And then you're basically playing bank for your clients. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. and clients, they 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 know what they're doing. They know if you don't if you're not on it, then they'll take a long time to pay. You know, mm. they're not trying to they're not necessarily trying to take advantage of you, but that's just they're going to go the path of least resistance. They're going to pay the bills that, you know, um, are going to collections first or or don't have late fees first. So mm. um, if you are currently, um, you know, billing um, net 30 terms at 30, that means you know, it's due 30 days after they, after you send the bill, then, um, you know, you definitely have to be on your invoicing every month. You have to look, say, Hey, who owes me a lot of money? Let me call them and, uh, make sure, you know, see, see about payment because with a small business, like you just can't afford to float all of that forever. Right. So is, is that something where you're sending out a weekly invoice or do you do all the invoices once a month or, you know, Spiro, the, the software that we have, it, you've got a couple of different options. People can uh, pay right away when, when they order or they pay when they download the media or invoice the, the, the net 30 that you're talking about. What, from your viewpoint, Derek, what, what's the most effective way to stay on that regular rhythm of invoicing and make, making sure people pay? Yeah. Great question. So what's super nice about Spiro is, you know, you can invoice weekly, and that's what we do for our clients. It sends invoice every week. It's automatic. I don't have to think about it, the reminder mm. part. Yeah, I definitely recommend sending it out weekly. If you haven't gotten anything in you know, two or three weeks, give them a call, see, where, see what's going on. And there, some people are just like, hey, I changed my email address. You know, Hey, I changed companies. <laughs> and yeah, no problem. Let me change that. Let me send it to you. I'm going to pay no problem. Uh, but others are, wait, let me, you know, I'll call you back. And then you just got to make sure you keep on them to pay. Which is a good question. Um, and what Craig mentioned earlier that I, I do believe for your business, it's important to either pay when clients place an order or pay before delivery. I can't stress how important I feel that is for your business because think of all the time that goes into invoicing, <laughs> all the time yeah. that goes into trying to collect the money and chasing people down. And it's just not creating a, I feel like a strong relationship with your clients up front. Um, you know, it is not wrong to wait for payment and it is helpful to clients, 
But um, I would challenge you guys to get the money sooner and do it in a way that's systemized so that uh, you can continue to focus on your business, not focus on trying to get money to grow your business. So right. um, that would be my um, you know, pro tip or recommendation for you. Makes sense. I mean, you go to Amazon to buy a product, you, you put in your credit card, you get charged right away. I mean, that's not a foreign concept to people. So, yeah. yeah, correct. And we're finding more and more people in our industry are doing that. So, right. which is a good sign for, for our industry. All right. So there's, there's point one. Did, you had four points, correct? Correct. Yep. Point number two. Um, so you got your invoicing done or figured out, or maybe it's automatic so that you can cross that one off. Um, but point number two is you need to make sure that you are reconciling your bank account. You know, <laughs> I know. I know it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I know this one gets a lot of grief, but it is, and it is very important for you to make sure all your line items, all your transactions are accounted for. It's important from a tax standpoint and it's important from a planning standpoint. So if you don't feel comfortable with that or you don't want to do it, then that's completely okay. Find someone that can do it. It's not going to cost you a fortune. It's not going to break the bank, um, but it is important enough that you will save that money in the future just with making better decisions and making sure everything is correct for your accountant. So um, point number two is reconcile your bank. QuickBooks and um, zero accounting softwares um, I find QuickBooks to be a lot more user friendly hmm. and, um, and zero is not quite as user friendly, but, um, but they're all built to help you, you know, reconcile. So if, right. if you, if you're finding it confusing, switch to a different accounting software because reconciling is that important. Okay. Yeah. Reconciling super important. I'm kind of convicted a little bit, Derek. I, my personal, uh, reconciling needs to happen right now too. <laughs> um, so thank you for the reminder on that. All right. So, uh, setting a, a regular rhythm of accounting tasks in the month, point one, point two, making sure that you stay current with your reconciling and accounting for every transaction in your business. Let's go to point number three. What's, uh, what's number three for you? Yeah. Point number three gets fun because now that you know that, you know, everybody's been invoiced, that feels good. Now, you know, that all your line items are accounted for, which is just, you know, just it should make you feel great because you know that everything is in its place. So now I can look at my profit and loss statement, you know, also known as your income statement. And now, you know, those numbers are correct and you can start to make decisions based on those numbers. So that's when it gets really fun. So let me interrupt you real quick there, Derek. Um, you just, you, you made an interesting statement. So everything is accounted for. Now we can start making decisions, other other decisions based on that, on that profit and loss statement because we have our numbers in order. Can you give an example of what kinds of decisions would you be making based on that P&L report? Yep, great. So I've always heard it said that an income statement won't give you answers, it will just allow you to ask questions. So you okay. should look at an income statement and it should just create lots of questions for you. So to kind of now go into Brian's question of you know tracking costs versus profits and other expenses, um, mm. you know now you can look at your income statement, if everything is properly, properly allocated, you can show like, hey, here's, my, here's all my costs. Here's all my cost of goods sold here's all my operation costs. Well, if I compare that to last year, my, you know, my cost of goods sold has increased 30%. Yeah. Well, why? So now you get to do the fun work and say, Hey, what happened? Oh, well, I, um, you know, I hired another photographer who was, you know, more expensive, but he could do drone. 
you know, so uh, yes, I, it costs me more per job, but look at my revenue. My revenue went up, you know, mm. so I'm actually making more money, even though there's more cost. So I just answered that question, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but it, the whole point is I was asked that question or the, it popped out. The questions popped out. So, right. or it could be, hey, my operation expenses just increased 50 percent. Well, I, you know, I took on an employee to cover some of my day-to-day operations and scheduling or what have you not. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that is going to come at a cost. And you can see it on the income statement and then be like, okay, well, that frees my time up. So now I can go shoot more or I can go up, sell more to try to get my, you know, my revenue higher. So it's not, um, it just helps you it helps you try to solve the problems by creating the questions. Okay. And it helps you identify too, okay, where can I cut some costs? What's eating into my profits that's not necessarily not necessary? Um, so questions like that. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we do that every year here at WOW. And I think I spoke back in the beginning of the year on budgeting and projections and goals. Mm. And yeah, you definitely need to watch those costs because um, you feel like, hey, I like to eat out you know, every meal, you know, and um, that adds up very quickly. Or, right. hey, this new, um, you know, this new piece of equipment is going to be the thing. And, um, you know, and then it turns out it's not like that all every dollar you do not spend is a dollar more on your bottom line. Right. So you definitely have to have that in mind. Um, and you want to keep those costs in check. All right, Derek. So uh, we've we've covered three areas where we're diving a little bit deeper. Number one, again, reviewing. Um, we are, uh, number one, we are making sure that all jobs are invoiced. We're getting on a regular, um, regular schedule of accounting tasks that we need to do to stay healthy in our business. Point two, we are reconciling all of our, all of our transactions for the month and staying current with that and making sure that everything is accounted for, which leads to then uh, your third point, um, reviewing the profit and loss once we have all those transactions accounted for so that we can ask questions and make decisions for the company on, on, uh, on a financial basis. Great stuff. We're diving deeper here. What does, uh, what does point four look like then for diving deeper into our, our business accounting? Point four is probably everybody's favorite word, cash. Oh, yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cash is king. Yeah. And especially for our small businesses here, we always have to consider cash. And that's why I believe it's important to look at your uh, cash flow statement. Your accounting okay. software should have that uh, as a, a core statement um, to use. And um, I would always make sure that uh, you're looking at that cash flow statement and that tells you where the money went. So think about cash flow statement. Where did it go? Um, you know, I always, it's like, it always goes, you know, it always <laughs> yeah. goes somewhere. And um, so if you look at your cash flow statement, it'll show, hey, this is what we brought in. This is the money we actually brought in. Not necessarily what we build, what we actually brought in. Then it will it will take into account uh, what we spent. So all your operation expenses um, are in that. All your direct costs, cost, cost of goods sold, any money that went out is the second part of that cash flow statement. And then you have, you know, other cash, uh, which could be, you know, you as an owner, you took money out and um, it could be you uh, paid off something. So all of the cash is considered. So literally the entire cash picture is in the cash flow statement. And okay. so you can look at the end of, 
um, at the bottom number and say, yeah, my business, you know, I have more money in the bank or I have less money in the bank. And, and then you can know why that is. Okay. So that last point I think is going to clarify somewhat the question I was just forming in my mind as you were explaining cash flow statement. I really, I'm trying to, and this might be a dumb question, but there might be others wondering if, if we've looked at the P and L, the profit and the loss statement, where we can see what we've spent and what income has come in, how is that different than from the cash flow statement that kind of sounds like it's covering similar or same things? Yeah. Is it that bottom number? Correct. That's a, um, a great point. And they all numbers do work together. The cash flow statement encompasses, you know, all your investment activities or all the owner draws that the okay. income statement doesn't necessarily have the owner draw, you know, now you may pay yourself a salary and as an employee, then that would be mm-hmm. on the income statement. But if you're just taking distributions, that's mm-hmm. not going to be on your income statement. That's gotcha. going to be on your a balance sheet item, which then filters through to your cash flow. Okay. So just to get a little okay. a little techie there with, with yeah. <laughs> well, that that's where you know the the you don't know what you don't know. Uh, question for me comes in in understanding some of the the terminology and the vocabulary in in business accounting. So thank you for ex- clarifying that for us. So okay, so yeah, that there's there's your four points. Um, do you, you want to just kind of summarize real quick again? Then the deeper dive into accounting, and we'll just kind of then wrap this up. So my challenge to our listeners today is to systemize every month their accounting. You know, put it mm-hmm. on the calendar. Um, you know, I know you don't want to do it, but when you put it on the calendar, you're more likely to get it done. And mm-hmm. um, you know, once that is done, the four points for you to remember every month are number one: make sure your jobs are invoiced. Get okay. them invoiced. Get the invoices out. If you you know get paid before delivery, if you you know take payment when you deliver the photos or payment at time of order, then you can almost cross this point out because a lot of it will be done, and uh, that'll make you feel good. So um, the second thing is make sure your bank account is reconciled. Get all those transactions. If you have a confusing one, get it done. Make sure those are all allocated correctly. If you find a cost of goods sold and an operation cost. Move it out, put it back into the cost of goods sold. You know, so make sure the transactions are um, are you know allocated correctly or hire a professional to do it. Number three is review your profit and loss. What is it telling you? What questions are you getting from that? And then go find the answer. You know, if um, you realize something is off, go fix it. If you're not making as much money as you want to make, then you know maybe you need to add new products. Maybe you need to try to upsell more at, when you're at the property and say, hey, would you like a drone of this? You know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, those should just start to create some actions for you. Questions you and then what are you going to do to fix it? And then review the cash flow statement. You know, that is really the heart of the company is like, is it bringing cash? If mm-hmm. you if you invoice and not take payment up front, then you know, you're going to have, it's a little bit harder to calculate your cash flow because you don't know necessarily when the money is going to come in. Or you might have one month where you got lots of money in. So you're like, wow, the business is doing great, but it's not really a clear picture of what's going on. So just make sure you're looking at that monthly, what's going on. And then also that should point out some questions too. Be like, oh, that's where the money went. Do I really want to spend money on that? Do I need that? Um, Because it's affecting what's coming in at the bottom line. So uh, those are the four points. And then uh, a bonus tip, a bonus pro tip, 
Ooh, we like bonuses. A pro tip, an extra thing for those who are, you know, maybe like you, Brian, that want to track more and uh, love metrics. So here are a few for you to start tracking every month to really okay. get an idea for what's going on in your business and what co- what costs are increasing and look back over time to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm doing good. Like costs are going down, revenue is going up, great. Or yeah. costs are going up and it's actually outpacing my revenue. So I got to fix it, you know. So these metrics are for you. The first one I track is average sale price. And average sale price is, you know, I'll do it from a monthly level. So for the month, let's say I made Mm $35,000. Okay. That's my total revenue. If you divide that by your number of jobs, let's say I did uh, 200 jobs that month. That means my average sale price would be $175 per job. Okay. Okay. So that would be my recommendation for um, you to start tracking every month is what's your average sale price. And you might notice if you're in a colder climate, hey, my average sale price is lower in the, um, you know, in the winter months. Oh, because, you know, people are adding on drone or something like that, you know, and then it might start to creep up in the summer months as they start to add more. Uh, so that would be something that that is a, uh, a good metric for you to keep track of is your average sale price. And then um, challenge yourself to increase that. Because mm-hmm. when you increase your average sale price, that means you're doing more at each listing. You're adding right. on more services at each listing, which is awesome for you because it's just a great use of your time to do more service while you're there and to make more money while you're there. So it, And here's a, let me, let me jump in there real quick too. Yeah. If, if you can increase your average sales price, you don't have to worry about raising prices every year as much because if you're setting a certain financial goal and you're thinking, well, the only way I'm going to be reached that is if I raise my prices across the board, which is a problem in and of itself with clients because none of your clients want a price increase, right? Well, you can achieve the same goal by just, yeah, adding on more services and increasing that average sales price. Yep. That's an excellent point, Craig. And I, I highly recommend that. There's other ways to get more money other than just increasing prices. Mm-hmm. So, but there could be a time when a price increase makes sense too. So you True. just have to weigh, yeah. weigh the pros and cons of that and uh, make the best decision for you. So right. average sale price is the first metric that if you're not calculating that now monthly, start putting it, um, start calculating it monthly and keep track of your previous months as well. It's a super easy one. The second point is your metric is your cost of goods sold metric. So okay. this is kind of where I, uh, again, it's important to track things over time. So cost of goods sold, we defined it a couple of times as any, um, any expense assigned to that specific job. And in our case, I would ex- assign the editing cost and the shooting cost. So for example, if your cost of goods sold for that month, let's say we had 35,000 in revenue, it costs you $10,000 you know, to shoot those for the month. And you had 200 jobs, you take your $10,000, divide that by 200 jobs, and that equals 50. So you made 175 per job, your cost of goods sold was 50, which leads the rest of yours, um, your money for allocated to your operational costs. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's like, that's the third metric is your operation costs. So those would be the metrics that I would start tracking every single month and look for trends over time. You know, if you notice your profit margin is shrinking, why? Is it my operational costs are increasing? Is it my cost of goods sold are increasing? Or is it my revenue is decreasing? And Mm -hmm. then 
why, which, which one, and then figure out the why. If you can figure out the why behind it, then you can make more strategic decisions to, um, to fix the problem and keep that bottom line, that profit number healthy. Perfect. So our guest this week, Derek Mayer, CFO of Wild Video Tours with some more uh, advanced and a deeper dive into the accounting of your real estate media business. Derek, thank you so much for for taking us down this road. If uh, if people have more questions, like say, say they have some challenges reconciling or they just have some more specific questions, is it okay for them to reach out to you? And if so, how, how can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. Yeah. My email address is Derek at wowvideotours.com. I'm happy to answer any questions. And, um, you know, if you have more, you know, technical or tax questions, I definitely recommend finding a professional, find a good, find someone you can trust. You know, you might have to talk to a couple of people, but feel like you connect with them and trust them. And uh, that will also help you in the, uh, for the future of your business. Absolutely. Derek, thanks again. My pleasure. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Spiro podcast this week. And uh, again, thanks to Derek Mayer for joining us. And thank you for for listening, for watching as well. You know, if you found something uh, helpful that, you know, could help somebody else's business that you're, you're uh, you know, a friend, a colleague, uh, please share the, uh, the Spiro podcast with them. Uh, make sure you like it as well. That uh, helps it get out to more people, the, the whole algorithm thing. And, you know, just uh, they make it more visible. Uh, subscribe if uh, if you'd like to get notified of future new releases that come out. And uh, finally, if uh, if you'd like to share a comment or a question, um, maybe a, a topic idea that you'd like to see covered about the business of real estate media, send us an email. Hello at Spiro.media is the way to get a hold of us. And uh, specifically, if you have more questions about the Spiro software platform, we would love to talk with you, with you about that as well. <clears throat> Again, you can email us hello at Spiro.media or visit the website, uh, it's very simple. It's just Spiro.media. We, we make it pretty simple for you. And uh, we'd be happy to schedule an onboarding call with you. We can do, do a Zoom uh, demonstration. Uh, but we'd love to share with you the software that we've developed in-house to uh, really manage and, and grow and expand while video tours business uh, in, in the part of the country that we're in. So uh, don't forget, you can catch the Spiro podcast both on YouTube if you want the video version or if you're just listening in between shoots, you're driving, uh, you can catch the audio podcast on any of the major audio podcast platforms like Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, etc. So again, thank you so much for taking a few minutes this week to uh, to listen, to join us in this education community uh, when it comes to real estate media business. And uh, we just really appreciate you being involved. We appreciate your questions, your comments, and sharing the podcast with others. Just be thankful for the blessings you've been given this week and take, take a breath. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro Podcast, Managing Your Real Estate Photography and Videography Business. This is a production of Spiro and WOW Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.